Welcome to Mornings with Martin, and today we're looking at Isaiah chapter 27. And verse 1 starts this way. It says, In that day, the Lord with his hard and great and strong sword will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, Leviathan, the twisting serpent, and he will slay the dragon that is in the sea. And right away, we see three big pieces. First, the sea and the Jewish understanding of the sea. Second, Leviathan, who or what is that? And then third, what does God do to this Leviathan? So first, the sea. In Jewish understanding, the sea was symbolic for chaos. It was a chaotic, unpredictable uh, kind of a thing. So think, think uh, Sea of Galilee, for example. Storms randomly came up in the Sea of Galilee. They were unpredictable. They, didn't, they couldn't plan for it. And it was often something that would ruin everything that had been planned. So I, I need to go do some fishing, I need to provide for my family, and yet the storm comes up and makes it to where I can't. The sea is a chaotic thing, something that is so corrupted by the sin of the world that it's unreliable. And that's, it goes, this is a, a giant theme throughout scripture. That's why even uh, like the basin in the temple it was uh, is often depicted as a sea of glass. The idea is it's it's water, it's the sea, and yet it's completely calm. It's at peace. It's it's the way it's supposed to be, not one that is rough and throws you here and there. And so that's the sea is this place of chaos, a uh, place of uh, evil unpredictability, things that ruin us. So that's the sea. Second, Leviathan. And Leviathan is always placed in the sea because this is the, an object, a figure of evil, and so this figure goes into this atmosphere of evil. So I know some will, will say, like, oh, Leviathan was just a giant sea creature, and that's all, that's all it ever was. Uh, and yet, if we look throughout the scriptures, it's pretty clear that the idea of a serpent has some symbolic meaning. Genesis 3 introduces us to a serpent. And through this, these, this deception of the serpent, we have the fall of mankind. <clears throat> and I think it's interesting that he's describing Leviathan in two ways, fleeing and twisting. And isn't that exactly what Satan does? Is first, he, he twists the word of God. He twists what's good and godly into something that's evil and perverted. And then he flees. He flees only at the, at the flashing sword of Christ. And that's, what, that's exactly what the Lord does. In that day, the Lord with his hard and great and strong sword, and if we're New Testament readers, we might uh, hear the word, ah, God's sword, the sword of the Lord. What does that remind us of? Ah, of course, Revelation tells us about that. Ah, yes, uh, Ephesians 6 tells us about that, that the sword of God is his very word that comes out of his mouth. Anyway, in that day, the Lord with his hard and great and strong sword will punish Leviathan. He will slay this dragon that is in the sea. God's word fells the evil one, which is why he flees. Right? Martin Luther picked up on this language too when he writes in The Mighty Fortress is Our God and he says one little word can fell him. 
That is one little word of God, one promise of God, one grace-filled word of God that says, I forgive you, fells and destroys all of the accusations of Satan. So what do we see in Isaiah chapter 27, just verse 1? We see a God who rescues us from the serpent. A God who takes away the chaos and unpredictability of evil and puts it at bay. We see a God who loves and redeems broken and sinful people like us. It's pretty amazing to see that our God loves us so much that he comes to destroy the very evil that seeks to destroy us. So that's Isaiah chapter 27, just verse 1. And we'll see you next time.